everyone. I am Ronnie Vickbang-Nicole, and I'm here with the majestic Michael Sorek of Sorgatron Media. And tonight, we will be discussing the struggle. My wonderful and talented and amazing guests are Black Thanos, Mr. Barrington Hughes, and the King of Tea, my love, Theo Ivory. Um, and we're just going to discuss the historical connection between what happened in the past in terms of wrestling and how it's still pertinent to today and our featured historical figure will be the very first documented that i actually know of african-american wrestler mr vero smalls but we'll get into that later um right now we're just gonna break down the struggle because i think it gets really idealized especially the higher up you go you want to make sure you're giving a proper perception to people who are fighting for the dream but if you're in it and you're living it it's a lot different so uh i'm here with black thanos mr barrington hughes you guys can catch him um at black thanos bh on all social media and my my baby boo the king of tea theo ivory you can catch theo at T-H-E-E underscore Theo Ivory on all social media. Please make sure you follow, like, share, and support. We are all about uplifting the community, making sure that everybody is seen, and making sure that everybody knows being Black doesn't mean just one thing, as you can see by my awesome friends who are here doing this with me. Thank you guys for joining me on Sunday Sessions. Um, so let's get into it. I guess the question is, what is the struggle as it was pitched to you? Um, Theo, I'm going to start with you, baby. <clears throat> when I think of the struggle, I think of the obstacles that we have to endure. Um, I think as a Black person in general, like me personally, um, right now I'm 30, but I've been in corporate America since I was 21. So when certain things don't happen for you, and you know that you have the qualifications, you have the skills, you have the credentials, and you don't get it, you really just kind of sit back and say, is it because I'm Black? Especially when um, like, I started my career, um, my working career in Virginia. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of things were just happening. Um, things were like not really fair. Like, I could do something, like, real tiny, and I'm, like, getting calls in the office, but my non-Black coworkers would do way worse. And it's like, oh. So the struggle is when certain things happen, you really just have to sit back and make a whole list and just say, it's not this, it's not that, it's not this either. Is it because I'm Black? Make it make sense. <laughs> I would like to see it. I would love to see it. <laughs> so to me, that's what the struggle is. Like when you know that you are so deserving of something and you see so many other people get it that haven't worked as hard, haven't put in the blood, sweat, tears, money, gas, blown out tires, gear getting stolen, child. All those Baby. things. Baby, <laughs> side of the road, getting told by strangers. Making the you miles really, that don't make sense, but your gas for some reason also makes less sense. Like, okay. You really just have to sit back and say, 
is it because I'm black? Right. King King Thanos, Black Thanos. Also, guys, I do really like Thanos. I know he's not great, but if we could snap away the problematic people in wrestling. <laughs> anyway, if it was just that simple. If it was just that easy. Tell me the struggle, my babe. What is what and you're like ten year bed? You're my bed. Yeah. So yeah. your experience is definitely longer because wrestling, I guess, when you broke in was definitely different too. Oh, yo. So the struggle is being told that there is no place for you on a card because you are not athletic enough. Uh, you are too ethnic and your hairstyle does not conform uh, with the card that and the audience that they're trying to present to. The struggle is having to constantly reinvent yourself time and time and time again, becoming a, a, a sustainable, viable brand only to have people from higher up and higher above snatch that shit from you with no credit, no regard, and no appreciation, and you have to start from the bottom once again and redig and rejump and redo it all over again. The struggle is having to fly out halfway across the motherfucking country and not be paid for the work that you did even though you tore the motherfucking house down and exceeded expectations, exceeded what was told to you and didn't get shit on the return. That's the fucking struggle. Well... Uh, we said we were going to get real with it. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yep. 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 I was told now that to pay your dues was you would not get paid a lot. And I should get used to it. One of the biggest because, um, You should be grateful to have the opportunity. And um, they don't usually have colored girls. <laughs> on the show so you know be happy that you're there and you're gonna deal with a lot of nonsense but too bad um you're gonna put a lot of your money into it but too bad and i'm like coming from like an education background like my parent my mom was very like school was it you know what I'm saying? So my whole life was geared towards, right, you know, like school and books and education. So wrestling was left field for my whole family yeah. and kind of on the trajectory that I was put on, so to speak. So for me, I'm coming in with a mindset like this is just any other business. Like, what do you mean? Like, doctors don't do that. Like, yeah, they got to pay their dues for a long time doing their rounds or like residency or whatever, but they're still being paid. And they're still like learning and they're not like being swindled out of things or sexually harassed or like, you know what I'm saying? Like all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, but this is paying dues? And I'm like, no, that's not the dues part. That's like the messed up, struggly part that isn't good. The dues part is setting up rings. The dues part is taking the bumps and making the shows and doing the miles and like hanging out, you know after the show just to talk to that promoter so you can get another shot like that to me is paying the dues because you do have to do that in other industries like you have to cut your teeth that makes mm -hmm. sense but it was just pitched as a whole weird like you're gonna get abused and taken advantage of and it's gonna be worse because you're black and be okay with it and i'm like wait what because nothing else wh what else does that like you you can't do that if you're an actor. You can't do that if you're modeling. Like, I was a semi-pro cheerleader. You can't do that. Like, 
people will take you to court for behavior that is inappropriate. Like this is a business. We run things a certain way. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is. You're here to do a job. Let's do it. It's based on what your skill is. So coming in with that mindset and then being told like, no, 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 forget that. Like it was like some pimp shit. And I was like, but wait, I'm not like used to being pimped. So <laughs> so like, did that happen to you guys? Like, did your, did your trainers like pretty much kind of tell you this was how it was going to be and it was okay? I have to be honest. And um, just to keep it a thousand percent real, I'm so blessed and fortunate that I did not have a lot of those issues that people did. Um, I don't know if it's because I got into wrestling much later than a lot of people. And like, I knew who I was and I kind of came into it. Like, I don't need wrestling. Like this is just living a dream for me. Like God forbid this doesn't work out. Um, I still got a nine to five and a 401k with full benefits. I'm fine. Um, so I guess like I never exuded that desperation of so many other young people who are like literally doing whatever they have to do right. to get on the card, like yeah. kissing whoever's ass they have to, you know, or eating it, or eating or, it. you know, just to get somewhere yeah, um, on behind dumpsters. Child. I don't hold on. Hold on child. It's not my business. But I did want to touch on something really quick um, in regards to the struggle. Um, when you were talking about your background and you're like wrestling came out of left field for you. A huge part of the struggle is telling people Don't I want to be a professional wrestler <laughs> and you're black. And they look at you like, huh? what? Like you got 12 heads. Yep. Right. 12 heads, 84 eyes. Like, what? like I've said that since I was 10 when I first saw the 2000 King of the Ring I said I want to be a professional wrestler everybody in my family laughed at me they were like yeah right my friends they were like everyone was like and then now that they see my work and they see me in the ring they're like oh shit and I'm like oh shit okay 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 it's always Uh, the after product they always they always come around for the after product trust me but that's another part of the struggle that like why do we have to put up with so much shit. Like, if I said I wanted to be a basketball player, they're like, oh, that's what's up. Right. Like, when's your game? Can I get some tickets? Like, everybody right. wants to come in. <laughs> I can't get nobody to go to a show. All right. So that's a, a huge part of the struggle, just trying something different and then having so many people, like, judge you or not take you seriously. Yes. Um, King Thanos, I'm gonna call you that. No, wait, I'm mixing you two up. Black, <laughs> Black Thanos, yes, you were uh, your little hand thing. What is this? Raising a hand. I like this. Pretty much. <laughs> so like to kind of go to kind of piggyback off what Theo was saying, not coming in with that sense of desperation. I came. I broke in at the age of 25 in 2010. When I hear you say you were 10 years old in 2000, it blew my mind. But neither here nor there. Um. No, I broke in at a time when the early 2010s, yo, the indies were the Wild West. Like, anything goes. Like, anything was going on. I had promoters saying and propositioning some wild shit to me. Like, 
Yeah, like it was it was real bad. It was real bad. Um, they from want me to wear trunks that had the Kool Aid Man on them to fucking um, doing a cowboy gimmick by the name of Black Angus because apparently this particular gentleman had a fetish. Oh no! Um, yeah, there's was, a lot of that bad. too. They love to make a lot of fetishization in, in wrestling. A lot of that. A lot of it. Um, even to the point where I saw a young boy, I would say maybe a year in, get the top title in the same promotion that I just mentioned. And when I found out the goings on to get to that point, I was like, "Oh no, I gotta go." Nope. Nope. <laughs> There's a lot of dirty little secrets in the Carolinas about what has to get done to get booked certain places that people love to go. And I'm just like, mm, you just lost one, Mr. Silly. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm here to work. No, exactly. I'm here for a job. Okay? Pretty I'm not much. your BBW. You're not going to find me doing some Pornhub shit for you. No, I will not do the bonds I drop on your chest. Stop asking me. Like, what? Yeah, Theo, you, you got lucky. You got you oh probably had had a lot of experiences, but baby boy, the, the stories. I I the broke stories. in and then I left for four years. Yeah. But Theo, you are you're a year, but you've done wrestling and commentary, right? You're CZW original. Yes, uh, wrestling commentary, ring announcing, and I refereed for WSU. Okay, big okay. shout out to them. So mm-hmm. you are you're like a you did what everybody was supposed to do, like get a little bit of everything so you can get a well-rounded experience. But you were lucky enough to not have like the carny shit is what I'm gathering. <laughs> At least not as much of it. At least not as much. I honestly think it was because of my gimmick. Okay. Um, my first day at CCW was a promo class. And I went after this guy. He was doing like a pimp daddy character. And like knowing him, and then when he went into character, I was blown away. Like, that's how good it was. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to follow that? So I, like, scrapped everything. And I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I was like, oh, I'm British. Yay, let me do that. <laughs> so like, I think that just wowed everyone. So I was fortunate to where like a lot of people, especially black people, they're like, okay, well, we gotta find something for you. You know, just wait, you know, we'll find we'll have something for you eventually. Um, I kinda eventually. Eventually. <sighs> I kinda came in already with a character. So that's what helped me. Yeah. But so many other black people don't have that opportunity. And they don't have the guidance to help get them to that point. Let's mention guidance in the struggle. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, Black Thanos, your guidance or your vets are who? Uh, My vets are MVP. I mean that like people you can go to, Mm -hmm. the black vets that you can go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. MVP and God, who else? I really don't have a lot of vets anymore. All, unfortunately, my other vet passed away years ago. Um, it was Viscera for a hot minute. You know, mm-hmm. he was just coming down. He was still doing Japan. And then he passed away. So I lost yeah. my other vet years ago. Um, and there's still times where I go back and read his old messages and just like, 
Like, I miss you, old man. Fuck. <laughs> but, right. yeah, um, mostly MVP. Um, he, if there's questions, I still have his number. He'll, you know, we'll text or he'll call, you know, and anytime we call, we're on the phone for a minimum of an hour. Just, you know, shooting shit. Well, I'm shooting ideas. Don't talk about in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's <sighs> I know. I know. I can't even, can't even be mad at that. He's not a fan of it, but, it. Okay. But, I, he knows where I stand on it. I'm supportive of it. I don't give a fuck. Catch That's where we agree. Catch these forearms, brother. Okay? Listen, listen. I'll hit you like a man. I don't care. Listen. Listen. Let me not. I'm drinking fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. But, um, yeah. Like, I have I have a couple of other guys that I kind of talk to, like Human Tornado, but I wouldn't consider him more a mentor as more to, like, a big brother where I just kind of shoot the shit with him. Because um, he was one of the first guys that I saw on YouTube, like that's how far back I go. I remember watching him, you know, PWG on YouTube when YouTube. And who is this guy? Right. Human, to- yeah. Human Tornado, right. And it was like 15 minute time limits on the videos and shit. Like that's how far back I go. Oh, um, wait a minute. I don't remember that. Right. <laughs> right. So to now be in 2021 and I can t- call these people brothers, compatriots, what have you, it's like, all right, that's kind of cool. But see, you say brothers, and that's honestly what I have. I don't. My vets are either old white dudes or Japanese women because I've literally reached out and there have been very, very few who have actually like supported and given advice. And for me, that was really hard because I'm like, I'm a Afro Latina in the South. Like I need y'all to put me on game some kind of way. Cause mm-hmm. I, uh, it's one thing to forge a path. It's another thing to have no idea and to just be like, what did you experience? How do you navigate certain situations? Am I looking at this the wrong way? Because it's a learning thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes you could come too hot out the gate and you need that person to be like, you need to chill. This is what was meant. Take it as this. You're still learning. And then other times you do need that person to be like, nah, you should have done X, Y, and Z. This is learning experience. Next time do better. Yeah. I've got messages sure. from 2010 left on red. Okay. But we got female vets out here in these streets available to those. I'm saying what I'm saying. I I know. I know. Because I don't understand if we as especially as people of color within a business that Ric Flair has characterized on numerous occasions as a white man's business. Y'all want to look that interview up at any time? Feel free. Mm. Uh, It's important. Representation is important. Some of these people that I saw were the reason I got into the business. And so before you get in, there's like a barrier, I feel. You don't think you can reach out a buffer right but once you get in you realize it's a very small community and there is access so try reach out you don't know which person and on my behalf it's been old white dudes who've been more forthcoming than black people and i'm like that seems backwards to me yeah but i don't i don't know theo have you since you're still kind of coming in do you reach out a lot to different vets and stuff for like help um, so my vets are, you know, starting from the beginning, uh, Danny Cage, uh, Damian Priest, uh, DJ Hyde, of course, 
love, 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 love him. He's been like one of my biggest advocates. Look um, at you. I got a story about DJ. I got a couple of stories about <laughs> we all DJ. We have a DJ story, unfortunately. Listen, not maybe not. I, I, hey, say, I, I, I caught growth. I'm I'm gonna gonna say say that. It must be growth, and I caught the good, the good end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Carter from the Rep. Um, yes. He's always love, love both of them. Word. Both of them. They're always yeah. like Nate's always giving me new ideas, things like that. Um, Gabby Gilbert too. Um, Gabby motherfucking Gilbert, yes. She Not actually her. bought my tea set for tea time. Ooh. She was like, "Hey, yeah." She was like, "Hey, I saw this in Goodwill. What do you think?" I was like, ah! <laughs> "I was, like, it's I was wondering where you got that. That's so cute." That's Gabby that. bought That's that dope. whole set she's, for me. Like she's, she's awesome. tremendous, so forthcoming, so helpful. I worked with her in Angel Gate and PA. So fun to wrestle. Like you would never know she's been in the business as long as she has because she's so humble with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's twenty twenty one though, Gabby. So you better turn up, girl. I said what I said. I've been telling her like <clears throat> her and Jimmy Rays have like really helped me. Um if they see something, they're always like, Hey Theo, like this is good or try this or why don't you try that? Yeah. Um so I've I've had, you know, thankfully I've had a, a really good core circle of people. Um, I feel like at CCW now, I, I can't speak to prior to 2019 because I won't dead child. But from the time that I started, you know, to the present, it's been a very good core supportive group. And like, they are my family. And, um, but just like you, um, I've been to promotions where, you know, I've helped out um, even one promotion. I ain't going to say, but um I was just there to support my best friend. And he, the owner was like, hey, we want to use you in a spot in the main event. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. So I did the spot. He was like, yo, you were like awesome. You fucking killed it. I was like, thanks. Because I'd only been doing this for like a month at that time. So um, added him on Facebook, messaged him several times. You know, hey, can I come work? Can I come help out? Red, Nothing. left on red, left on red. Left on red. That happened. Went, went to another promotion. Um, I drove two hours. First of all, I didn't. My car was gone at this point. So I was renting cars to drive two hours to help out a at a promotion another to be cost. seen. To be seen, yeah, run out my credit right. card, honey. Right. You know, to be seen, to be seen, to be seen. Finally got a chance. <clears throat> Did a really good job. I was in like a big, big match with a lot of people. And I was one of the very few people that was remembered in the match. Nice. So I was like, yay. And then me and the promoter were talking, then all of a sudden was getting left on red, getting left on red. And I'm like, hmm. but, but when I'm you're sure black. Others were being brought in child, while you were being left on right, on red. Well, that would be correct. I've seen some people on that card and I'm like, how? How? No way. character. Houseway. No gimmick. Houseway. Wrestler number 347. Right. And, and let me guess. Let me guess. When they hit the curtain. Come on! Let's go! Come on! Let's go! Baby All boy, right. you already know. Let's go where? Come on to who? So I've had, you know, I'm... as black people, we have to become our own biggest advocate. So yep. I ain't the best wrestler in the ring, but damn it, I got a, I got a goddamn good character. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I know what I have and I know what I bring. So it's like, 
to be left on red, it's like I know my talent. Mm-hmm. And I know I can put on a way better match than the people that you had in there when your crowd was dead. Right. Sitting on hands. I've never had a dead crowd, honey, even when I was green. So would you say that when you value yourself as a black wrestler, you get more pushback than some white wrestlers who value themselves and are more popular? Absolutely. Without question. Absolutely. Okay. And I've never led with my ego. I've always been super professional and I've always gotten compliments from the promoter. Like, hey, I loved how you reached out to me, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, I've sent my matches, I've sent my stuff. I'm like, I have a good following, but I'm seeing the people that they're still booking. I'm like, these people can't work. They have no character. They have no crowd connection. Can't cut a goddamn promo. No emotion. Got E. Lucha gear on. You said what, Thanos? They got they got E. Lucha gear on. Listen, not even E. Lucha, not just like E-Lucha. some black some fan day. Doing the hot topic, and I'm like, I thought they closed them. Pre Corona, I'm confused. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm confused. So. When it comes to the struggle in terms of being on the road, mm-hmm. what have you found to be the biggest challenge? Now, I will say for myself in the South, it's been the racist shit. And I'm not going to lie. It's, it, my early years were rough with that. There were places where white, I would ask the white wrestlers to get out of the car because I knew this was not a place I needed to be getting out in, but I still had to work and have a job to do. So in terms of like being on the road and the differences that the white our white counterparts have, what have you encountered? Thanos, I'm starting with you, baby. Well, being from Florida, same issue. Uh avoiding sundown towns. So weird. It's like racist but sunny, but tropical, but like Latin, but okay. Okay. So let me so let me explain Florida. Let me explain Florida. South Florida is its own state. (laughs) <laughs> that's where I live. That's where you get your diversity. That's where you get your culture from. That's where you get your arroz con pollo, your you know, baselitos, your cafe con leche, all that shit. You get all the good shit from West Palm Beach down to the Keys, right? Then you got Central Florida, and it's like, yeah, you got your little pockets there, here and there. You know, anything that you can't uh, pronounce like an Okoe or an Ocala, you don't stop. You hit Orlando, for Disney, you hit Tampa for Bush Gardens. Other than that, keep it moving. Keep it. And then you hit North Florida. That's Fucking the- North Florida. Or should I say South Georgia? South Georgia, what yeah. is that? West, West Alabama? Or East oh, Alabama? All East Alabama. East Alabama. Uh, South- North Central Tennessee. All that. Yeah, shit. like, dude, that's the you- weirdest. I don't like being there. I'm it like, is what is happening? Geechee? Did I come to a different place? Yeah, it is Geechee, it is country, and wrestling has not evolved past the 1980s up there. It is and fucking terrifying. I was terrifying. confused by, like, the weird, like, Jersey Shore, but country, but, like, Southern Bell, but, like, KKK mix that was going on there. I was like, too many things are oh, happening. No. Don't forget the Malibu's Most Wanted in there, too, now. Listen, but see, I can't hate on that because I genuinely enjoyed that movie. I know it's bad. Go to the corner. Go to the corner. I know it's not, and it's bad, and it's a terrible reflection, but honestly, when I need to laugh, oh, man. it makes me laugh. 
<clears throat> but no, just not just you know with with the racism and the sundown towns and oh. just the overall culture of how black performers are treated in the south oh. we're looked at as subservient we're looked at as a lesser character uh, a lesser uh, uh uh a human being not even a human being a lot of times they're like they still look at it as like fucking property yes i don't give a fuck what nobody says southerners still view black people as fucking property so when you have a black wrestler that wants to venture out that wants to travel they're looking nah, like nah, nah, nah. you don't want to do that right hey boy if you you go work for company B, you can't work for me anymore. Bye, bitch. The fuck? No, you know, okay, and, and that's that was the right. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I at one point was blackballed out of South Florida wrestling, and I decided not to be fucking complacent and be in my feelings. I said, you know what? I'm gonna pack my bag. I'm gonna get in this fucking car, and I'm gonna do make it do what it do. And I grind grind that shit out. And yeah. you just have to do shit like that. You have to kind of put your nose to the grindstone and do what you got to do. I've just had to, like I said, it's a struggle out here. You know, when you see that you're just as talented as guys that have less time than you or less, you know, like Theo was saying, less, less personality, experience. less career, less experience, and they're at the top of the card. They're making more money than you. You're doing this. Like, well, what am I doing wrong? I've checked off all these boxes. I do my right. film study. I'm a power lifter. People look at me, oh, you're fat. Bitch, I can squat 600 pounds. Holler at me. Holler at me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why he's Thanos, guys. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a strong son of a bitch. You know, I could throw a human being across the fucking ring. I, I patterned myself after uh, uh, Gary Albright in my ring ring style now because I want to be that, that much more vicious because it's like I did the pretty boy thing for a while. I did the, the goofy for a while. I did the you know, the Dusty Roads, you know, hey, evolving, having always, evolve. I've always had to reinvent myself. And every time yeah. I did, somebody or something would snatch it away. They'll take oh. something, the defining trait from it, whether it be a will, finisher. That's your moveset, too. Oh, oh, speaking of, snatch we're going to talk about how a current NXT person. <laughs> oh, uh, we're going to talk about how a current NXT person took my finish that I use in Florida. In a match with him, which was one of his last matches before he got signed, and then it's currently on TV with yeah. my shit, and it's I'm like, you and motherfucker! Yep. Wow. Would I not get it all? But but the funny thing is, stolen that are on TV right now. You said what? Two of them. Two of my gimmicks have been stolen. Yes. One is on SmackDown and one is on Raw, and oh. DJ pointed it out to me. He wow. said, you saw what so-and-so was doing, right? Oh, you saw what old girl is doing? Yeah, Theo, they're watching your shit. And I'm like... Right. Yeah. But if you say anything, you got an attitude. You're getting uppity. You're not... You have an ego. Everybody recycles moves. Difficult. You're difficult. You're hard to work with. You have an attitude. But You're see, not a team player. This isn't a team sport, man. Motherfucker. What? Now. Now, I'm this is just... Now this is just a microcosm of what goes on in America now, because oh, motherfuckers love black music, it. black hair, black right. black styles, black the black shit, black, 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 black
thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Exactly. But they yeah. don't want black people. They'll take black dollars, but they don't want black people. It's the same thing here. They'll take our style. They'll take our gimmicks. They'll take mm -hmm. our gear appearances. They'll take ideas. They'll take all that shit. But they will not take black people unless they shucking and fucking jiving. Now, listen, I will also add if black people are making them money, they will let them run that course. We saw as that. As long as black people are helping them secure the bag, you have free no reign. Problem. Even if they become a little outspoken <laughs> or um, have uh, even, things, things show up on the internet that should not have. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> they are, but they're still selling figurines and, you know, t shirts and uptaking that bottom line. And the bottom line's being met, so we can excuse that. Only for money making black people and endeavors. Yep. You know, and and I feel like that's something that has gone on for a long time, which is really funny because the guy that we're talking about tonight, the historical figure, the guy that I wanted to tell everyone about, Vero Small, this guy was a legitimate badass. And I don't think that we take into context of what it means to be a wrestler like back in the day. Like now it's rough, especially coronavirus. Because she's ruined everyone's life. Okay. <laughs> Do not appreciate, ma'am. <laughs> you can leave at any time. But during Vero Small's actual life, this dude, he was born in 1854 as a slave. And then, like, the Civil War ended, and they were like, okay, bye. You don't even get, like, a bag. Like, just leave. So he was like, what am I supposed to do? He was in South Carolina. Which, you know, that was one of the big hubs that they brought all the slaves through who came to America, which was trash. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, but he was born in Buford, ended up up in St. Albany. So he was like a New York guy for a long time, started boxing, became a wrestler. But his whole thing was this dude went from a slave to being a free guy to being like one of the most recognized black wrestlers and boxers in the area so and it was at the time it was still shoot so this black dude is just crushing it and killing guys and doing it for real because he's that good and he's untrained so he gets training starts winning matches left and right okay securing the bag of forty dollars hmm. how how times have not changed <laughs> right right how times have not changed okay i think the most i saw that he got at one time was 250 dollars. sounds about right sounds about right you mm -hmm. know uh but keep in mind he's like doing old school wrestling in the dirt type you know ropes are actually rope this is like we're actually taking these forums to the face business okay people are getting so jealous this dude breaks into his room where he's staying and shoots him in the neck Yes. Yes, because dude was so jealous and he lost a fight to him, broke into his place, shot him in the neck. He lives. He lives. Okay. His promoter went and found the guy and like beat his ass and got him thrown in jail and was like, fuck you. Like, this is my best black guy. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it, but I appreciate you looking out for your people. That's more than some promoters do for their people these days. Hmm. I said what I said. Um, and so dude lives. 
and continues to fight and wrestle and become one of the most recognized guys in that area. And he is the Vermont collar and elbow champion twice. And he was known as the Black Sam of Vermont. He also got into legal trouble and actually committed a jailbreak and was on the lam for nine days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love that phrase on the lamb. <laughs> I was so excited to say it too. I'm not gonna lie. Give me like, one I second. I just have to grab my AirPods charger. <laughs> but yes, okay. No. So uh um Vero is on the lamb mm-hmm. for nine days with a group of guys. Uh they eventually get caught, you know, it's not great. But right. He lived a whole life of like being a slave, not being a slave, going through the Civil War, having to be homeless and living in the woods for a time until he made his way north. And then once he got there, he had to like fight literally all the time just to live and became Mm. so recognized. People got jealous of him and tried to kill him. Kill him. So tell me what has changed since the time of Vero to now. Because they did that to King and Malcolm. Like, I'm confused. Pretty much. And they weren't even wrestlers. So, listen, the moment you start rocking a boat or changing the culture for anything different, they don't rock with you anymore. Now, it's. <laughs> listen, they'll put. They will push you. Like, they try to characterize him as a bad guy, but he mm. was apparently a very well liked, like, would race kids in the street and was, like, real charming and, like, just a cool dude. Yep. But because he was becoming too successful in the eyes of the people, especially the Irish dudes who were really taking over, uh, I guess, the Northeast at that time, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, now nah, we got to get rid of him because he's causing a problem. I'm like, why is everyone always causing a problem when they're brown? That's my question. Because for me, hearing about this guy's whole life, he is the black dream realized. He, he went from slavery to the dream before any of us did mm-hmm. and that's something that we should know more about and the fact that this man just kind of disappears into obscurity is a shame you know is a shame and it was the same thing with some of the other wrestlers who came after him especially the female wrestlers who got linked up with with moolah oh. are we going to talk are we going to talk about honey we going to talk about lily listen we're not getting into moolah one, I'm sorry, I'm about to say because on this one, but you I mean, know, it's Lillian, you know, that's a whole series, poo. That's a Yo. whole series, you know. I, 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 I'm, I'm... right, right, understandable. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Vero had this life of struggle and like just rising and surpassing and still getting cut down just at every turn. And my question is, how has that changed? And we're going to move forward. And what can we do? Because the burden is going to be on us, even though it is not our job. And the burden should not be on us, being very clear about that. It's not our job. And it is not our responsibility. But what are we going to do? Where do we go from here? Number one. Yes. I'm starting with you. We we have to stop cutting off cutting each other off at the knees. We have to stop trying to step on one another to get that glorious spot. Because ain't no spot, man. You make your own spot. You really make your own spot. You make your own opportunities. You make your own town. They put this, you know, when you go through training, they put this dream in your head like, oh, you got to fight for a spot and there's 10,000 wrestlers fight for it. No. 
If they want you, they want you. You make them. You make yourself, in the words of uh, another wrestler that just recently made TV, you make yourself undeniable. You make yourself above and transcend above what is expected of you. And we do that continually. Theo does that continually. You do that continually. I've done it on several occasions and in the process of doing it again. But we have, and we have to support one another, man. As black, Afro Latina, Afro Latino, Afro Cuban, black, Caribbean, we have to stand together. British, Grenadian, Trinidad, I don't give a fuck. If you have melanin in your skin, stop cutting your brothers and sisters down. Because they already, they already ready to do it to us. Why are we going to make the job easier for them? Easier, right. I've been in this business for 10 years. I never would have thought I would have made it past year one with the way I was treated. I was told I didn't belong. I was told I was too fat to be in the business, that your type doesn't make it in the business. I've been told everything because I'm in the South. I'm now here a decade later and those motherfuckers are gone. Right. And I was and I plan on being here. Exactly. And I have my I have my best friends by my side. One is a 20-year vet from Detroit. The other is a 15-year vet from Connecticut. Those are my best friends. And I've had them by my side the entire ride. And they're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. And we help out anybody we can. But I want to help out more black performers. And, and that is what I want to do. I want to help you guys out. I want to be a positive source of support and, and mentorship and, and advice. And, because I didn't have that when I came in. No. I didn't have that shit. You didn't have that shit. Theo, you were lucky when you left and came back because you were able to get that shit. Yeah. But I want to be able to provide that for others. And we need to be able to... We need Social media, we got to do better. We have to do better. We can't be on this black Twitter bullshit cutting each other down with these subtweets and this bullshit. We have to build one another up. Yes, we may not always get along, but that's what family do. We still support each other despite the fact if we get along or not. Right. That's just a few of the things that I can think of off the top of my head. Theo, yeah, what do you think, baby? Just to make sure that I fulfill the spectrum, can you repeat the question for me? So what do you think that we can do to keep moving progress for Black people and wrestling forward to change these almost generational curses, it seems, of not having a good support system, of not being able to be a support system for each other. What can we do to change the status quo? Because clearly it's not changing in the white community as fast as we would like. And it's going to be up to us, as usual. <laughs> Yo! Yo, I realized that poor was just not my job, baby. Ask me another. But I'm Ooh. saying, if anything, what are we going to do? What can we do? So I'm going to give you a corporate answer. Corpa. No, this is not corporate. This is no, because I'm saying, you know, you got to give it two ways. I'm going to give you okay, a corporate okay. answer. And I'm going to give you a real nigga answer. All right. <laughs> so the politically correct answer is you got to start at the foundation. I always say, if you're trying to understand something, break it down. What is our profession? We are professional wrestlers the key word is professional i don't give two left nuts how much money you have who you know what building you have if you are not capable of being 
professional, you have no business running a show. You have no business booking a card. You have no business making any decisions about what goes on yes. behind and in front of the curtain. Right. That's the problem. Because there's... Girl. Yeah. There's a few people that I know More than that are like mm-hmm. us are not professional. And you see the little things like there are certain things that I haven't been booked on and I'm like Really? Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. I take all the boxes <laughs> but I didn't get a single All the boxes all. and it comes from our own people. Our own people. Our own people. Who complain and- about the status quo and say once they get the opportunity to change it they're going to make that change and yet like I'll, I'll never understand how you are a black promoter, but you're booking more white talent than black talent. Oh, At the top of your card, too. Oh, or even 50-50. And I love everybody. You know, I, I grew up in New York, a melting pot. So I, I don't do that whole color thing. But we have to make the opportunities for us. Because if we don't do it for us, they're not going to fucking do it. So they have to see it to get it. But no, they'll do it just this month only. Mm. Or they'll February put all the niggas June, in one match. February and June. Look forward to those popping off. Or they put all the niggas in one match. Mm-hmm. They, they get some black girls. Oh, they're going to put you in a fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's like... The housewives match is what I call it. When they hello. Do that. <laughs> they just want to see a bunch of black bitches fight. That's what you guys wanted to do with this. Okay. And, and it's so right, Real Housewives. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, just to finish up the uh, politically correct statement, people need to understand what being a professional is first before even touching the wrestling aspect of it, okay. because. I tell people all the time, like I used to, I used to work, I worked for several banks and you can't do certain shit because what was going to happen? You're going to get written up. You're going to get written up. You're going to get written up. Then it's thank you for your service. Right. Yep. Thank door. you for your services. March of the motherfucking box. Right. But it doesn't happen in wrestling. I've seen so many white people <sighs> literally trash the promoter. And what happens a few months later? They walking right back in here again, child. Winning titles, still books. But let a black person still. speak up one time. That one person time. ain't gonna make it past the undercard. No, not never. I That's if you don't white, get pulled off the fire and off the card. Oh, fire! I've Future seen white men. I've seen white men openly dating underage girls. Oh, speak on it. But not only. Are they becoming tag team champions, honey? They get in the heavyweight title. They double champions. While the black man who's struggling to make himself better is still trying to overcome his own demons outside of wrestling can't get past a certain point on the card. And he's homegrown. And we'll stay there, though. And we'll be boxed into that position. But it's like, make it make sense. So it's like... Keep it, it. There needs to be a code of ethics 
And it sucks that we even have to say that. Right. Like, what is that? They want... (laughs) What are you suggesting? People (laughs) operate by a sense of mores and decorum that actually makes sense? Come on. Like, (laughs) decency? What is that? Come on. But that's what's... it, It sucks, but I'm like, that's what's needed because... Once things need to be across the board, right? And then again, just professional. So that that's it on the politically, politically correct answer. Correct. That was Google corporate's answer. Yes. Oh, cool. Now it's time for the nigga. Now it's time for so the nigga. I would answer. like the blackplanet.com answer. <laughs> Not the blackplanet me hint dot com. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> niggas need to get it together. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Point blank, point blank period. I did um, two podcasts in January this past month, and they both brought up um, the Black Indie Spotlight that I did over the summer. I completely forgot I did that. But they were like, yeah, you know, like, what made you want to spotlight, you know, other Black independent wrestlers? And I was like, nobody else is doing it. <laughs> right, like... And I'm like, I never, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I come from a very big family. So the way it worked was we could say whatever we want to each other. We could rag on each other, but let a bitch outside say something. Nigga, it's a problem. Like, well, yeah, that's the same. It's so, a problem. That's the code. That's the code. <laughs> so we need, there, we need to remember there's a code. Like, no matter what, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you are on the car. It doesn't code. matter what promotion you work for, at the end of the day, nigga, we all black. Right. And that's what it's going to come back, that's what it's going to come down to. And we've seen it in the E, we've seen it in AEW, we've seen it in Impact, where you know, oh, good little white boy that did so many egregious things. Did so much dirt. So much dirt. Still getting titles. Child. Getting million dollar contracts, st- still winning titles, still headlining pay per views, but let a black man speak about how he's being mistreated or how something's not fair. He's difficult. Down but how many people stuck up for him? Right. <laughs> how many people? How many people stuck up for ACH? None. Everybody dragged ACH through the mud. Black fans, in fucking included, and that shit was. Fucking ridiculous! But what happened? But what happened this year? Now, now niggas is like, well, shit. ACH was right. But when it's a black person, why do we have to present you with a whole Manila folder of evidence for us to be believed or for us to have support? Because in America, we are guilty until proven innocent. Did you know that? I stopped looking for that when I got assaulted by a white man in a locker room full of women. There were 26 people in that locker room and not a single person did a goddamn thing. So unless you have been a white girl, honey, yo, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. It would have been all over Twitter. Like, come oh on. God. No, I just, because I don't, it's not that I don't have faith in people. It's I don't place my faith where it's not going to be reciprocated. Makes sense. Amen. So to okay. close out my point on the real nigga answer, black people, we need to get it together and realize like look look what happens when black people come together 
and stand together. Amazing, amazing like look, amazing yeah. thing happens. Like look at look what happens with Diddy and Jay Z and Swiss Beats. Look what happened when they all come together. Right. Even with the versus battle, that was two men coming together. And now look look they are the viewership is being surpassed with each show. Two black women broke the record. Yep. And that's like when black people come together, Magic we can happens. move so many mountains. Absolutely. Preach on being competitive. And I'm like, as black people, whether or not you believe in God or you have a different higher power, we all still believe in the universe. And go. the universe states is what is meant for you will be for you. Every day, all the time. If, if, <laughs> just like Ronnie. Like, if, if Ronnie is... I may not personally like Ronnie. Just hypothetically. I may not personally like Ronnie, but she's beautiful. She can talk and she can... <laughs> but she's beautiful. She can talk and she can fucking work. Absolutely. Book her. She's gonna put some asses in some seats. Yep. But niggas don't want another nigga to get ahead of them because they think that's my spot. Thank you. Listen, my grandma told me that everybody can sit at the table and everybody gets a plate. I'm like, nigga, even if you gotta sit in the corner, you better get your little chair from outside. You better get, that's right. right. You better get one of them little folding tables that grandma had, them little raggedy tables where if you didn't click it in, your whole shit was gonna collapse. And you better get in the corner and get you a plate because You're everybody quite, you better, eats. That's everybody it. You better make some room on the countertop. Oh, go ahead, baby. Put that microwave on the floor. Go ahead, eat right there. You fine. That's it. Stand that's right it. here. Everybody, go, go, baby. Eat. Sit in the living room. Eat on the floor. Don't get no food on my floor now. Go ahead, sit Wait, in the living room with that plate. Right. But now, everybody like my grandma. She had them plastic runners on top of the rug. So if you came out the room too fast and them socks, you sure. hit that lick too bad. That's it. You were gone. Done. You okay, were gone. I did some Nancy Kerrigan moves <laughs> unintentionally plenty of times. Okay. Not good. Okay. But no, I do agree. I agree with both of y'all. There's a lot of together. Internally Definitely. and externally. It's got to be, but it's got to be concurrently. It's yeah. got, you know what I mean? Like it has to be done in the same, at the same time because. What my fear is, is speaking out. Everybody vomited trauma onto social media mm -hmm. and then... Nothing happened. We still it see went, these people on TV. It went back to the status quo. So, <clears throat> hey, one so of these motherfuckers... All of these people in the position to air out something that really needed to change and be addressed. I mean... Is it a courage thing? Do you guys think it's something about bravery? What do you think needs to change in terms of we as the wrestling community and taking on these causes to make actual change? Thanos, I'm starting with you, baby. Yes. <laughs> Motherfucking accountability, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hold these motherfuckers accountable. Hold them accountable to these things that are being done. You got a motherfucker right now that's suing the fucking world because people came out and spoke out against these egregious acts that they were saying that happened to them. They spoke their truth and now they're being punished for it? How the fuck does that work in this country? How, do, how does that work in life? How is this logical to y'all? And you still have motherfuckers that are out here like, oh, well, he's not that bad. He, he gave his life to Jesus. What the fuck? Fuck you. 
That's exactly what I was thinking of. And one thing about Corinne Mink, honey, Corinne Mink don't lie. Nah, Corinne's my look. That's my that's my boo. That's my heart. That's right what I say. You can say whatever you want about Corinne Mink, but the legit hoss, that bitch don't lie. If okay. anyone would like to see my Instagram DMs from Mr. Ryan. Mm, I can uh, I can only imagine. I don't have to spill my tea, but we all have stories. We all oh. have been, we've all got inbox messages. We all have been approached. We mm. all have unsolicited. Okay, just because it's not put up on social media doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Exists. Okay? Right. So right. we're going to keep playing these games. Like, this is not a sex test problem. Yeah. But, but hmm. I have a question for y'all. In the mm-hmm. midst of all of this, in terms of the big three promotions, guess who's the only person who's been punished? In the big three, out of everything that happened, a black man. A black man. Go Where Patrick at, honey? Where Patrick? Velveteen. They took Where Patrick? You called it. You called it. He is the only one that's been punished. But did they find stuff? No. No. Wait a minute. So they didn't even find... See, I didn't keep up with him. There was no. Like, Hunty, it was like 85 people at one time. I honestly couldn't keep up. Right. It was a lot. It was a deluge. Because, no, no. They they got... um. They What's found the three name? shots were doctored. Really? Yeah, because you know, because he has the verified check. Right. right. So they were like, they did like the side by side and they were like, that's not an Instagram verified check mark. It was like a Photoshop. Wow. Kidding me. So no. that's what gets on my nerves so bad. I'm like, this black man said he was innocent. There's proof that he's innocent, but y'all still want to call him a pedophile. No, That's I don't wrong. Know. Like I you said, know why? I did not watch. It's like what was going on with him, but it does seem very <laughs> odd that he's the only one that disappeared. The only Jordan other Devlin? one that And still Mr. there. Still walking still around with his bare feet all over everywhere with COVID running around, but it's not my he business. He just hit one year oh. as cruiserweight champion. Child. Mm. But Patrick can't even win a match. Nope. The only one I know that was on the AEW side was um, Havoc. Jimmy got released. He's the only one that I know of. Oh yeah, Tony Khan don't play that. But yeah. look at um, but there's somebody there, and a very good friend of mine had a horrific experience with him, and he's still there. There's a few people say that are, there are a few people at AEW running around with man. double lives, full of lies, <clears throat> full of sex pestery and racism. So, you know, that's neither here nor there, guys. But moving let them forward, have been black. Right. Mm. So so let's moving forward, it needs to be accountability and addressing it. Absolutely. What makes people, especially white people, uncomfortable is the fact that things are said. But you can't ever make change, understand, or move forward unless things are said. If it is not brought to your attention, how do you know? If you don't understand someone's perspective, that's fine, but you can't discredit or invalidate their experience because that's their experience. So listening with an open ear, 
making these changes within the community and making sure they are walked out continuously. Those are things I think personally, from my perspective, that we need to continue to like push for and to do because things cannot get better if we do not force them to get better, essentially. Because again, we just had a whole upheaval that led to very few results. And some of the results were crazy. Girl, how was Ellsworth still getting books? And I'm just like, what? And how is that? That that shit don't make no sense to me. And I mean, that was apparently on a technicality, but still like these things that came out of this whole situation. Yeah. You know, we as, as wrestlers and as people who claim to love this business have a responsibility to force these changes to stick. because like i said at the beginning my vets god love them you know but they didn't really prepare me in a way that would make me successful as a business person but would absolutely make me successful if it was like american horror story the carnival thing and that's great (laughs) but like i live in a real life (laughs) and i'm you know not able to walk out things the same way that that my white counterparts can do you know i don't i don't have that option so thank you guys for cutting the reel with me because i know that is not always easy to do but these are the things i'm hoping to spark through this month not just through black history month but just so people can be aware of what our experiences are as black wrestlers and what it really takes to make it within this industry taking into consideration that historically speaking We've only made a little bit of progress and we still have a lot of work to do. And it's not only up to us, but it's up to our colleagues and our white counterparts and those who are advocates to really make those internal changes and hear what we're saying so we can collaboratively grow this fucking business because that's what we want to do. We want to share this with everyone. We want to have a good time. Everybody wants a big pop. Some of us want the WrestleMania point. Some of us just want to travel the world and share this gift. Either way, it's important for us to be able to do that in a safe, respected, and understood environment. And I think it's up to us to make those changes and and communicate what those changes need to be so people can understand where we can go from here. So thank you guys very much for joining me for Sunday Sessions. Guys, again, I'm here with Black Thanos Barrington Hughes. Please make sure that you follow him on all social media. He's at Black Thanos BH. And my baby, 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 the king of tea. Please make sure you check out Tea Time with Theo. Um, going strong. Hoping to have some tea with you, baby. I'm putting a little whiskey in mine. Um, Season three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But Theo is T-H-E-E underscore Theo Ivory on social media. So make sure you check those, uh, check my two loves out. I am at Glitterlicious on Twitter and at Glitterlicious Bang Bang on Instagram. Thank you to Michael Sorg and Sorgatron Media for the production. This has been Sunday Sessions with Ronnie Nicole. Thank you guys. Please keep learning, loving, and studying. Wrestling's amazing. Share it with everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed it. See you later. Hang on.